You have entered WebmasterRadio.fm's digital marketplace. Learn about some of the latest products and services beneficial to your brand to better your bottom line. Expert guests speak about important subjects affecting digital marketers and show you the case studies of how they successfully improved ROI and give you insights into solutions that can work for you. WebmasterRadio.fm's digital marketplace is now open. Hi, and welcome to Digital Marketplace. This is Tom Craver for Webmaster Radio. Today, my guest is Benj Ariola, Vice President for SEO at Internet Marketing, Inc. Benj, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, too. Glad to be on the show, Tom. All right, we'll see you later. Internet Marketing, Inc., one of the fastest-growing, full-service internet marketing agencies in the country with offices in, what, San Diego, Las Vegas, New York, anywhere else? Well, currently that's only it. Uh, we used to have one in Florida, but um, that uh, dissolved. Gotcha. So, Benj, you've been in the SEO space for a long time now, right? About uh, 10 years plus? Yes, 10 years plus. I started back in 2004, more on the design and development side of things. Uh, and then uh, in 2006, this is where I really went full-time into real SEO, um, 2004 onwards was, was kind of building websites for SEO purposes. And everything before that was just building websites since 1997. So tell me something then. Um, and man, after my own heart here, because I kind of started in a very similar vein, but uh, uh, much, much longer ago, back in uh, 93, actually, I started building sites. From your standpoint, your point of view, how has being a developer first changed how you approach things uh, in the SEO space? That is an excellent question because one thing I've noticed with people that go into SEO, they either come from three different careers in my opinion. It's either one through, through the technical route and there's some that go through the marketing side of things and there's some that start out as content writers. Now, one thing I've noticed, people that come from the marketing and writing side sometimes find it a bit difficult to learn the technical side of things or they usually uh, learn it to some extent and then they need someone to, to help them implement things. They partner up or they hire people. While the people that work on the technical side of things, um, I wouldn't say I'm the best writer in the world or the best marketer, but I still find it probably relatively easy for the technical people to learn these things than the non-technical to learn the technical side. So then what, you know, you, you guys are specializing a lot now in what, the local SEO aspect, right? Yes, we are. And that involves a lot of more off-page applications as opposed to the on-page or server-side uh, application of things. Do you find any of that crosses over anywhere, maybe understanding how other people's servers work, or is it really just relying on the third party there? If, if we're going to go on the off-page side of things, there's things that are within your control. There's some that you're trying to influence. It's not 100% controllable. We know, we we all know, you know how how local SEO works is also dependent on on reviews and ratings and citations. And when it comes to the reviews and ratings, that is something controlled by other people. And 
as much as you can do, it's more of influencing the other people and not really controlling them. Now, on the technical side of things, I wouldn't say it's totally abandoned. There's still some things that you could work on on, on that area. Um, these days, how it was done in the past, there was lots of people just creating pages for every city, even though they don't exist in that city. And and the more companies did that, the more they had, they ran into problems from duplicate content issues to uh, just spammy activity of, of submission of places where they don't really exist. So there is also uh, a technical side, especially on the main framework of how, how you're going to lay out your site, which areas you're going to target, and down into specific code to, to uh, uh, schema microformats for every location. Speaking with Ben Jariola, Vice President for SEO at Internet Marketing Inc., we're talking all kinds of things here. We're on local SEO right now. Um, so you mentioned schema. and Is there a certain – I know Google and Yahoo and Bing and Ask all kind of came together uh, as far as schema.org. Do you think that is the best approach to go, or is one of the other microformats uh, maybe more preferable for, for doing local SEO? Well, currently we, we use schema. Um, you know, when, schema, uh, didn't, when, when schema.org wasn't uh, built up yet in the past, uh, we were fans of the H card or the HTML card. Um, and with, with, with that, it's, just, it's almost exactly the same concept. It's adding more attributes to specific tags. But once schema.org came out, since it was initially made by Google alone, and then, you know, the, and then uh, Yahoo, uh, still the old Bing came in, and, as well as Ask uh, joined in, then uh, since it's made by them, then might as, might as well uh, use that format since they specifically recommended it. So which of the schema tags, if you will, have you had the best luck in? If you said, you know, you come across a site and you see that they have absolutely no kind of schema tags going on whatsoever, what are the first ones you look at getting onto their site for them? Definitely everything that deals with local, with the with the address and contact information from phone numbers and everything. Um, uh, that is one of the first things that we do. Aside from doing it in the past when the H card used to exist, it's the exact change already into into these specific tags. Now, other tags that we make sure that are in there right away, uh, if applicable. Uh, if applicable to have reviews and ratings, uh, just because those are seen right away. Once you apply them, you see them right away within the within the search results. And when I say right away, I'm not saying once you apply them, you'll see them. You'll see them because sometimes you won't. But it, 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 it's a higher chance of having something display within the search results. Um, to occupy that larger screen real estate and have probably, you know, attract more, uh, a better click-through rate. Now, other things that I'd probably add um, is looking into breadcrumbs. Um, although with our experience, sometimes if your breadcrumb is really clear, even though without any schema.org microformat, uh, breadcrumbs do appear. Uh, and aside from that, uh, when you search online, there is some notes within schema.org on breadcrumbs uh, that leads to another site 
giving another format for breadcrumbs that seems to be more effective than for for us based on our experience compared to schema.org's default uh, breadcrumbs. So when you say breadcrumbs just appear, are you referring to the site links or actual breadcrumbs uh, from from the Google results? Actual breadcrumbs, and usually um, uh, it is almost like a replacement to the URL as well. Um, uh, it, it shows like the, the beginning part and then actual breadcrumbs. Uh, why, why do we want it? Because when people search, sometimes they have the desire to go deeper into a section of the site, sometimes higher. Uh, if they don't see what they're finding right away, then they, use, they add in another word to filter down what they want to search for. But if you have them in there right away, then it is something that uh, users could possibly click on from the very beginning instead of modifying their search uh, query. Now, do I have proven facts saying that once you have the breadcrumb in the search results, we gain that additional traffic right away? Not necessarily, but it is one of the things that we see that we find easier to put in the search results uh, among all other things within uh, schema.org. I want to, while we're still on breadcrumbs here, talk about you come across a site that has breadcrumbs already. And, you know, so breadcrumbs are great because they, they let you follow that trail. They let the visitors follow the trail back. So if they land on some deep content, they can find their way back categorically or, or systematically back to the home page or wherever they need to go to. If the, if the breadcrumbs are there, do they absolutely need to have schemas attached to the, to the actual trail, or are the breadcrumb links alone enough? Usually the breadcrumb links alone are enough, uh, but if we want to make everything easier for Google, easier for them to determine each and every page, because if you're going to look at it, even reviews and ratings doesn't need schema. Even There's so many things that Google even claims that if you don't have it, we will still try to figure it out. But might as well uh, don't give Google a harder time. Just make it easier for them so that it just gets in there faster. Yeah, you never want to let Google try to interpret on their own. Too many bad things can, can happen with that. So um, we're speaking here with Benj Ariola. He's the Vice President for SEO at Internet Marketing, Inc. And, and don't let Google try to figure it out. Help them out as much as possible. I think uh, not only Google will appreciate that, but we'll all appreciate that. We're going to skip aside here just for a minute on Digital Marketplace. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more. Local SEO, we're going to talk about schema with Ben Jariola, Vice President for SEO and Internet Marketing, Inc. You are listening to Digital Marketplace on webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm's Digital Marketplace will return, but first a showcase of our sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. 
InternetMarketingINC.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. You're listening to Digital Marketplace exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back on Digital Marketplace on WebmasterRadio.fm. My name is Tom Craver. Thanks for being with us today. I'm sitting here with Ben Jariola, Vice President for SEO at Internet Marketing, Inc., Ben, Ben, before we had to, to step away there for a moment, we were talking about all kinds of schema and, and how that affects things. You talked about address and contact information goes first, breadcrumbs uh, next, and you, you touched on authorship, and, but we didn't really quite get to there. So that would be the next thing you say you'd add is, is authorship markup to someone's site. Talk about that in a second. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that in the past, it was one of the things that was easy to come up with when Google had the real author. It's easy to have your thumbnail in there. Um, but today, obviously, they took that away. And um, the the very day they took it away, you know, there's lots of conversation online. You know, is it still important? Should you still use it? But in our opinion, and also in the opinion of many others, um, author rank is not really dead. And historically, maybe some of you could recall um, in the past when, when the real author tag wasn't even invented yet, there used to be a search command called in author. And when you search in author colon with the author name, Google actually knows who the authors of the, of the blog posts are. And this was way back, way back before they even talked about authorship. The search command was there, and it was just finding author byline, and our suspicion was probably also in the RSS feed where there, there's an author in there. And just by knowing that, you already know that Google was looking at it before, and we believe they're still going to look at it today. But they just are not emphasizing that thumbnail anymore in the search results and no longer emphasizing the real author tag, as well as there was a a smaller adoption uh, of businesses that didn't really know about SEO. They couldn't get everyone on Google Plus to do the 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 uh, the linking of the the real author link and the Google Plus profile. But since we do know that Google's still going to look at uh, author rank, it's still going to look at the authoritativeness of each and every author. Then uh, we would still consider maintaining that contributor side uh, on Google+, Plus, uh, even if we don't see the, the thumbnails in the search results. 
that brings up a really interesting dichotomy, though. So how would you explain to, like, the average person the fact that you have authorship markup, which is not a ranking factor anymore, but yet an author's rank still actually has some impact? Um, what is your advice? How do you explain that to, to the, you know, the lay people out there who, who won't understand the technical details of this, and, and what's your advice to them? Uh, to explain it, uh, it also depends on the person I'm talking to. Some, some, some of them pick, pick, pick up pretty quickly, some not. But um, how I would explain it is just concentrate on your author's credibility, trustworthiness, and authority. Be a thought leader in the space. Talk about good, relevant topics that are relevant to your business that targets your uh, uh, desired audience. And you could do that exact same thing elsewhere on other places. Uh, and when I'm going to try to explain the benefit, what I would mainly say is uh, once Google does recognize that this specific author is coming up with good quality content that engages users, people love it, then when you do come up with new content from the exact same author, you have that additional edge. How great is that? I may not say right away, but there is still some um, advantage from that point. All right, let's jump gears here a second. I'm speaking with Benj Ariola. This is the Digital Marketplace on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're talking about local SEO here. We're going to switch up to here. Now, you know, you mentioned before, Benj, you said uh, address and contact information is, is very important. Um, and you also mentioned something earlier in the conversation about how you're kind of at the mercy of all these third-party websites. Um, there is an importance, though, in making sure your, your information stays consistent across all these places and your own site as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and whenever we're working on this uh, with, with third-party tools, um, I, I have no special suggestion on 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 how to maintain that, um, just be consistent with all your uh, contact information to the very punctuation and abbreviation so that it's really consistent all throughout. And it's really up to you on what tool you want to desire to use. Um, I'm not really going to go out and recommend uh, a third-party company. Um, some are relatively cheap. Some are, some are a bit more expensive. Uh, I'd keep that research to the listeners, but one thing to look out for is uh, we have dealt with one company in the past that did local submissions for us, um, and one thing we've, we've experienced as an agency was uh, there was this specific company that was starting reaching out and starting pitching the whole deal and saying that they could do SEO as well, and not only the local submission. So probably just be careful because there there are some out there that uh, might also be out there to steal some business. So when we talk about your information has to be the same across all these sites as it is in like maybe your footers, your headers on, on your own site. Would that I mean does that really get as detailed as involved as putting parentheses around your area code as opposed to using just like dashes across the whole thing, or is that part of it like kind of irrelevant? The, the information itself. I believe Google is smart enough to know the differences, even just by searching alone. If you search uh, a phone number with parentheses and dashes and some without, but again, 
why give the extra effort to Google? Why give them um, uh, they might mess something up if you don't do it in the exact same way. So to avoid that risk, might as well keep it very consistent to each and every uh, character. Now, what happens if you can't control that? Now, there is, and we're going to get into another can of worms here now when we talk about user-generated content. Somebody leaves a review on some site that you know maybe your organization doesn't exist yet, so they've done you the favor, and I'll use that with a slight tongue-in-cheek, but I've done you the favor of filling out all your content information, but it wasn't consistent with what you would have everywhere else. How do you, how do you start to manage that game? Okay, the, how to manage that is mainly once we find that contact information online, you could always try to contact where the, where the uh, listing is posted and, and say that uh, you own the listing. Uh, normally, uh, you will find the link on, on these different sites saying that you own the business and simply claim it. And once you claim it, you update the information. Now, some sites uh, are uh, pretty quick with this. Some sites are not. There are also tools out there that could point out inconsistencies. Um, probably, uh, I'll mention Moz. Moz, you know, they're relatively cheap, and they also have a tool that could basically find inconsistencies as well. And that alone could also help out in finding more and who to reach out to and make sure that uh, they are consistent. Now, when it comes to control, what I find even more difficult is not only in, in the address part, but specifically in the reviews. You, you know, you, as much as possible, we want it to be as natural and, and not really you controlling the message but sometimes some bad messages could get out there or something that you don't really want to highlight. So um, it's also nice to control it more in that area. Speaking with Ben Ariola, who's been uh, in the SEO space for, for quite some time, about 10 years now. We're talking local SEO. Benj is from Internet Marketing, Inc., and uh, we're going to step aside for just a moment here with him. Uh, but when we come back with Digital Marketplace, we will definitely get a little more into how to get more bang for your buck in the local space, especially if you're uh, any size of business, large, medium, small, doesn't matter. Uh, this is the Digital Marketplace on webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm's Digital Marketplace will return, but first a showcase of our sponsors. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end -end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. You're listening to Digital Marketplace, exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to Digital Marketplace on WebmasterRadio.fm. Continuing my conversation here with Ben Jariola from Internet Marketing, Inc. Before we uh, took off to that last break, Ben, we were talking about um, all kinds of user-generated content in this, as far as local SEO goes, and you started touching on you know various things that people could write. So I guess, twofold question here, how do you handle... As a site owner, as a company owner, how do you handle negative reviews that people put out there into the ether, and how can you manage getting more positive ones and, and leveraging all those positive ones that are there? Okay, so far on the negative side of things, um, definitely the only solution there is to interact right away before it explodes, before it becomes a bigger issue. Now, whenever we want to do this, we want to make sure that we're listening properly. And there's many listening tools out there, um, you know, from the Hootsuites to the Radiant 6, and even to the simple social mention and whatnot. And, and just listening to all the conversations, making sure that you're on top of it. And once you detect based on specific words that you know uh, is negative, then you want to interject right away and make sure that your voice is heard um, and, and, and make sure that it doesn't escalate into a larger problem. If you could isolate that person also and talk to that specific person that gave some uh, negative uh, review and uh, take it offline and possibly fix the solution from there so that it does not even grow. What we don't want to uh, do is uh, go into a, into a fight online and go do that back and forth. Uh, we also don't want to... Um, uh, cause anything that would uh, turn it into a bigger issue. So it's it's mainly uh, admission and then assurance that everything is is fixed uh, to to the rest of the community, and further promote that uh, the voice has been heard and it has been taken. Now. When it comes to the the good stuff stuff of things, uh, there's one thing that we call um, capture the moment of happiness. And when we want to capture the moment of happiness, sometimes that has a very short window. And in in a local business, that happens at at the very business uh, in that specific local business where the customer is. Once you find them happy, you should be able to try to get them engaged and try to make them uh, give a review that very moment. Um, probably one small tip that we have there is uh, uh, even just have your own business card handy. Maybe at the back of the card, you already have a single URL that they could visit that has all the places where they could leave a review and links out to other places. So 
and get them at that very moment of happiness. A customer's happy, they're smiling, they're appreciative, they're saying thank you, then give that card right away and just say, I'd really appreciate it if you could, um, uh, if you wish, you don't even have to force them. If you wish to give us a review, you may, and then at least you're controlling that at the very moment they're happy. Because if you let that go away and they go home, they may forget about it. There are more people that write bad stuff than good stuff. So at that high of the good stuff, try to get them interact right away. Benj, we only have a few minutes left here, but I do want to definitely get into um where a company should spend its marketing dollars, especially on local. I mean, you've got so many choices in the business, you know, billboards, posters, radio, and other traditional media. And, of course, you've got your local SEO efforts, uh, paid efforts, display ads, that kind of stuff, even social. Um, what, where do you think the best marketing dollars are spent for local promotion? Now, coming from a digital agency, of course, I might sound biased whenever we're saying uh, spend your marketing dollars online, on on, uh, digital marketing, online marketing. Um, Although, does it work to still use traditional media, to use local TV, local radio, local print, Uh, even billboards and posters? I believe there is a place for that as well. Uh, But you have to spend wisely. Whenever you're talking about TV, radio, and print, uh, that's more of a push. You're pushing to your audience. You rely on demographic data. So a familiarity of your target audience is important and familiarity of the reach of, of the local TV, radio, and print. Uh, and if those match, then that is definitely good. Now, if ever you're going to go in that area, you always would want to tie it in with, with uh, online media as well because that is a good way to track it. Uh, either with a special URL, online coupon, or whatnot, whatever type of tracking you have, so that uh, you could uh, track the efforts of local TV, radio, and print and see how effective they are, uh, especially if you wanted to drill down into a conversion online it properly. When it comes to billboards and posters, I would say it really depends um, on the business and where the billboard and poster is located. Of course, the price is also important. But when it comes to billboard, let's say your business, there's only one way to go to your business. There's only a few major highways, and it's not really scattered all over the place. Every customer has to funnel through a certain road. Then maybe the billboard makes sense. But if it's all scattered, people are over the place, just because there's a large volume of cars may not necessarily mean that the billboard is always good. But then again, if you determine that it is good, of course, try to always tie it in with your online marketing. Have your URL there. If you want to add a QR code, if some people still believe it works, then might as well add a QR code. Now, the beauty of digital marketing is you could target your audience. Now, it's not only a push, but it's also a pull, especially search. People are searching for you. Now, when it goes to social media, the profiles, you know, has so many uh, target points that you could go after in their profile uh, from from what they like, what they, uh, what they watch, what they read, where they're located. Targeting is just so much better, and tracking of success is so much better when you do it online. And with that said, um, also choose an agency such as Internet Marketing, Inc. Uh, ben Jariola, you guys do SEO, social, paid, conversion optimization, and, and, of course, local as well, right? You put all these practices in for your clients. 
Yes, we we have clients that go for everything uh, across the board where we're the agency of record. And we have clients that go for single services. We work well with other agencies as well. Let's say we do SEO and uh, the, the client company decides to go with another company for PPC. Um, we work well with other agencies and, and that works with us. Uh, so any type of uh, service on the digital marketing space, definitely uh, Internet Marketing Inc. could help out with that. Perfect. And with that, I want to thank Ben Jariola, Vice President of SEO from Internet Marketing, for being my guest today. And uh, I think that will be all the time we have today for Digital Marketplace. Join us again for everybody here at webmasterradio.fm. My name is Tom Craver. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.